gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. Hello everyone, I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters and CEO of Titan Digital. And today we're gonna be talking location based marketing, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that end up with a lot of different locations, you know, think franchises and stuff and large, you know, ownership groups and whatnot, where they might have, you know, it could be five locations, 10, it could be 200 locations, or even a 1000, you know, and how do you keep, you know, brand consistency across the board for all of these things, you know, because if you have, you know, managers of those businesses, you have owners, and so if people want to do things kind of their own way, and sometimes that's not possible, you know, or you don't want them to do that. I've got Trevor Emerson of Local Search Masters with me. He deals with a lot of franchises and such, and he's seen a lot of success. So he is a really an expert of what these larger kind of uh, companies have to do to keep things consistent. Trevor, it's great to have you on. You know, tell us a bit about, you know, yourself, your agency, what you guys do. Yeah, thanks, Cash. Appreciate that. Um, so, started LSM back in 2006. So, been in the in the uh, agency life and agency world for a good long time. Um, we are kind of now set up as an agency to specifically work with multi-location businesses, as well as uh, doing a, a good amount of project work too. We do a lot of software development, website development, etc. But a lot of our recurring advertising suite and our recurring advertising services uh, deal with multi-location brands, um, uh, which which has been fantastic. We made that switch back in 2011 to start our focus on uh, on those type of companies and on those type of brands, and it's been a good journey. And we've we've learned a lot, and uh, we've really been able to, you know, position ourselves well inside of the the franchise industry as well as just the the general multi-location corporate-owned uh, industry to be able to provide the services that we render uh, to those businesses in an effective way. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, you know, uh, a little bit about me. We've, you know, I've been, like I say, been kind of at this for a while in the digital side. When we, um, when I first started, uh, SEO and, and paid ads and all that stuff was fairly new. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a little bit of a novelty at that time. And and uh, obviously, we've seen the growth now to where those are ex obviously extremely commonplace and have been for many, many years. But also just the other side of digital media that's that's become really important uh, with programmatic mm -hmm. advertising as well as advertising across multiple different streaming platforms, et cetera, that we've adopted too. So always try to stay on top of what the current trend is and, and look to the future. And, and uh, yeah, so here I am. Still, still moving on, moving and growing yeah. at LSM. That's great. Yeah, you know, with the advent of things like programmatic, which become you know a lot more common to be able to use such platforms and such, and really get the reach. You know, it's great that we can do these things, but keeping things consistent because you know, especially like corporate-owned lo locations, typically, I mean, they're going to go under an umbrella of some sort. You know, corporate's going to kind of dictate you know, everything that goes on. But when you're dealing with franchises, depending on how the franchise is running things, it can be a lot different. And then within franchises, you can have like master franchise groups and they'll control territories and the franchises under them. What do you see like the challenges that some of the franchises, you know, face in trying to keep things consistent, you know, across the board? Because you get these individual owners, you know, you're selling a, a franchise, you're, you're giving over your brand to someone else or, you know, that, 
they have the ability to use it. They're building up a business, you know, like it'd be, a, be a McDonald's or something. And, you know, they're saying, hey, you know, we want to do this, you know, these things over here. And, you know, the franchise may or may not agree with it. You know, there's going to be a lot of challenges. So what are some of the things that you see, like, you know, that franchises or multi-location business in, businesses in general, what, what challenges do they face trying to keep things consistent across the board? Yeah, for sure. It, you you kind of um, hit the nail on the head when you said it depends on on the arrangements that they have at the franchise or level and kind of how the business is being run. We've seen it we've seen it uh, work in, in in all of its varieties, and oftentimes the the biggest challenge to keep brand consistency as well as uh, being able to really understand how effective advertising strategies are across the network uh, can come from the franchise or in in the franchise systems that are not set up to really be in control of the what the advertising is going to be who the vendors are what the messaging is what the Mm -hmm. branding is etc and and they give a lot more freedom to the individual franchisee now a good a good advertising partner for a franchise brand is going to understand that you have to have some local flavor with your your advertisements yeah. you have to understand some local the necessity for some good local content that is about that location and and the what it brings however the key to that is that you're also maintaining that same local messaging and that same local kind of projection and branding across all of the locations not just being in charge of like you know, a few of them of the brand and and doing something good there because the ones that are set up best for consistency as well as efficiency and effectiveness are utilizing a partner that's going to help them analyze the data so that they can really maximize the the advertising that's going on across the network. So if you've got, if you've got um, your your franchisees in Atlanta who are uh, running campaigns with a vendor of their choice and they're using their own ad copy and they're using their own content development, and they're doing their own thing. There's no way then to really understand is that group's performance or those, the performance of those locations doing better than this group over here who's running something completely different and then this group over mm-hmm. here who's running, I mean, it's, it becomes too much to keep yeah. up with uh, for a brand to really understand how to point the franchisees in a good direction for what's going to succeed for them. So a uh, long-winded way to say it is more challenging for the franchisees to succeed with their advertising strategy if they are kind of just allowed to have a free-for-all and, and do what they want without direct, without corporate or the franchisor really being the one that's driving the ship in that way. Uh, it's not that you don't want to listen to a franchisee. Franchisees are very smart. They have good business sense. And you certainly, as a franchisor, would take their feedback and take it under consideration. Uh, the best franchise brands have a strong franchise advisory council where they do listen to the franchisees about marketing and advertising initiatives, et cetera. But what they don't do, uh, the, the more successful ones, what they do not do is just say, you have to spend this much money on advertising and good luck. I hope you pick a good vendor. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's like spot on because, you know, franchisees, you know, they'll have their own ideas. There needs to be some local flavor. And I know that there's a, there can be quite a bit of customization. Um, I think of like, 
menus and stuff. You know, if you were a restaurant franchise and you can put some things that are more local in nature on the menu, well, you do the same thing with your marketing a bit. You know, it could be promotions and stuff to pe bring people in that are specific for a certain area, but not offer it everywhere else because, you know, you might have differences in costs and stuff to actually provide it. Yeah. You know? So um, I think, you know, when you think of like marketing for years, you know, Subway had the $5 foot long and stuff. And I know it was a big marketing thing for them to do that, but a lot of the franchisees chafed at it because they couldn't make any money doing it, you know, is the issue. And I can understand, you know, obviously their point of view, if you can't make any money, you know, people come in for the $5 foot long and the cost of the ingredients and everything in the labor, you know, it was $4.50, you know, what would, you know, it didn't drive enough traffic to make it worth it. So, you know, but the corporate having the structure and pushing and driving how we're going to do this because, you know, like McDonald's, I'm, I assume is really big on doing that kind of stuff, making sure that they're in total control, because if they're not, you end up with people, you know, we've you know, seen businesses all over the place, you know, on what they'll do, you know, um, what is it? They have the, um, you know, participating stores, you know, <laughs> you know, you have to make sure you pick the right one, you know, to know um, whether they would offer, you know, you know, that discount or something. Yeah. For sure. Well, definitely, like I said, listening to the feedback of franchisees is super important for the franchisor, but coming up with the actual uh, game plan, if you will, and coming up with the structure for how uh, you're going to market the, the, the business and the market, the, the locations, I think the most successful, uh, most successful multi-location and franchise brands, that's a top-down approach. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. For, to be um, what on, you know, from a strategy standpoint, what are some of the best strategies that you see? Because, you know, when you have a lot of franchises or just locations in general, because it could be a restaurant group or something, what are some of the best strategies online that are helping them market that can be done consistently across the board? You don't have to worry as much about individual markets, you know, but you're going to get that reach. I mean, multi-location, are they worried about, hey, SEO, because we want to rank these locations, or are they more worried about we want our digital advertising to be able to stretch? So I'll speak just briefly about SEO. SEO in particular for a multi-location or a franchise brand needs to be done holistically and at the franchisor level um, and, and worked across the entirety of the website to all the location pages, the subdomain, so everything ties in together. That, that, that's how Google is going to reinforce the fact that uh, this location truly is who they say they are in this area providing this service and the reinforcement of this much larger well-optimized website is going to contribute to that. So on the SEO side, that, that's, that's my thought and philosophy. On, on the advertising side, um, certainly being able to you know, make sure that you are evaluating which channels are going to be most successful uh, in the local markets. There's some ones that for the most part are pretty consistent. I mean, you generally, if you, if you are providing a service and you generally want to have some type of presence on Google search because you mm -hmm. want people who are looking for what you provide and you want to be in front of them and, and have your message there. Uh, if you're, you know, someone who uh, needs a little more, you know, a little more visual to really understand what's going on with the business or that's going to really help that business pop, then obviously Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, et cetera, those type of places. But what we do is, we worry less we worry less about the the media channel 
and more about which one is truly going to be effective in that market uh-huh. that we're going to be looking at. And that market could include, like you mentioned, that market could include uh, multiple, you know, multiple uh, units of the same of the same brand. So let's say we're in Chicago and, you know, we're looking at uh, Massage Envy. Well, there's, you know, 60 Massage Envy locations in yeah. Chicago. So how do we effectively pull off the advertising for each of those locations, not just, you know, the 60 as a holistic mm-hmm. group, but each of them. And a lot of that is taking into consideration. We, we look at what is the brand demand index? What's the brand BDI uh, for those uh, those locations in the area or that brand in the area? And then what's the category demand index or what's the CDI in that area specifically in and around those locations? That's going to help us understand what media channels we need to start with and are going to be most effective. For example, if somebody has a really, really low uh, brand, uh, there's a low brand demand in the area, but there's a very, very high category demand. Well, that lets us know that there's some media channels that might be effective in actually pushing awareness that this brand even exists. So there's a lot of people that want to get a membership-based, you know, massage or, or something mm-hmm. similar to that, let's say, whatever industry it is. But no one really knows that Massage Envy exists in this, in yeah. this area. What we'd look at then is say, okay, how can we utilize programmatic advertising to specifically let people that's in their direct demographic understand that this, this group exists in and around the area? Or how could we utilize Google Performance Max to go out across Google properties to really mm-hmm. kind of more, more shotgun the approach to say, hey, you're a part of this demographic. You would be interested in this location. Let me get some visual in front of you. Let me get some text in front of you. Let me get some you know, audio and video in front of you. So that would be an example of how we would look to tailor our you know media strategy and media approach to locations versus, you know, versus just saying, hey, here's Google works for everybody right. or Facebook works for everybody. Maybe most of the time, those are some pretty consistent channels, but we want to get a little deeper mm-hmm. before we before we launch a media plan. Let me ask you how you would handle social media, because, right? you know, do you end up going the route of pages and stuff for these locations or are you focused on, you know, just the core brand? You know, like, how do you handle that? Because with all the different channels that you have, you know, you could end up tailoring the marketing, you know, or the messaging to the local community if you give them all individual pages. But if you have 200 locations, you know, you, that's a lot of pages that somebody's got to manage or, or a team has to manage, you know, versus if you had one corporate, you know, structure and you're just doing the top level stuff and then that's communicating, you know, you're hev- on there heavily and it's communicating with the audience and stuff like which route should be, you know, multi-location businesses be going? We've seen a lot of multi-location businesses over the years get into a little bit of a, a little bit of a pickle when it comes to social yeah. media because because they maybe started out the approach of well you're in the uh, you know you're in the Brentwood Tennessee market so we're gonna you can just start your own Facebook Brentwood mm-hmm. Tennessee you know franchise brand page. Well, who ends up running that? Well, sometimes it's the it's the manager of the, the store, of the yeah. store or one like that. And you don't have any real control over what they're going to say. Are they going to say something that's off brand? Are they going to say something that's just not consistent with mm-hmm. the promotions that the brand is trying to drive? There, there could be a variety of issues there. So the most successful uh, multi-location 
brand strategy for social media is one where the, the franchisor or the corporate team, whomever, whatever it may be, are really the ones who are in charge of all of the messaging and branding that goes out on the social media pages. And they've got that parent-child relationship okay. that they control it. And then what they can do is the franchisee, if they have something specific going on or something mm -hmm. local going on, they can, they can notify and have that be brought out on their page and on the corporate page to say, hey, check out the following location. They've got this going on, you know, this sure. and that. But they're still controlling the messaging. They're controlling the branding mm -hmm. um, so, that, so that they do have brand consistency uh, across all of their locations. Cause that's, that's one of the top ways to, uh, to not have brand consistency is to just allow for sort of a, a content free for all inside of your, inside of your. Yeah. System. So corporate controls all the pages, essentially the franchisee might have a point of contact to say, you know, cause corporate's publishing across all of the pages, primary stuff. And then the franchisee can deal with a point of contact within the franchise you know, corporate structure and say, okay, we have this stuff going on locally. We're putting on these events or whatever. Can you publish these and promote and whatnot, you know, for them, but they wouldn't necessarily do it themselves is the best way. So you do do the pages, but corporate controls the structure. It, I, in an ideal scenario. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that, that would be the best way. And you can also, um, a, a lot of it is centered around events or something that uh, that the franchisor yeah. would frankly encourage the local franchisees to do and be happy about. Um, so, but they can still get that content, utilize that content and, and to, to the benefit of the location. That makes sense. So, okay. So let's tackle, you know, how you would handle Google then, because if you've got all the map pages and such, and you've got all these locations, do you do the same kind of thing where corporates are running them? Cause I'm thinking the review side of stuff, you know, and you do see a lot of like, you know, reviews that are not, uh, if you get negative reviews, you get a lot of automated responses and things like that. So do you do the same kind of structure where corporate's controlling it or is it some sort of hybrid also? Yeah, so I'll give you uh, two, two things about that. Uh, number one, for majority of multi-location brands, especially let's say you're getting up over 50 to 100 locations. Okay. At first, if you've got 10 or you know 15 or something, a lot of that is controlled by just one person in the marketing department. And they, they you know, their their life is just to be in these social mm -hmm. accounts, to be in the because because those emerging brands oftentimes can't afford an agency partner to start to facilitate a lot of the a lot of these yeah. items, right? Especially the local the local listing side, the content development side, etc. But let's say once you do get established or you are, you know, a more mature franchise brand, at that point, you want to have an agency partner who can help facilitate management of those Google business pages um, and, and have them all underneath one okay. roof, right? So that if you want to change, for example, if, if you've got 350 locations and you're now going to introduce a new service to your brand, what that, to, to go forward and try to have every individual person that owns all of those Google business pages now insert that new service offering could be a nightmare, yeah. especially if each franchisee owns that themselves, then you got to get them to do it. You got to talk them how to do it. You got to do those things versus saying, no, corporate slash our agency partner is in charge of all of these mm -hmm. Google business pages. They can upload that change in a matter of, you know, 
a few hours yeah. to get all of those back consistent. Uh, they would also, as you know, from an SEO for SEO, it's it's massively important that every location, their description, mm -hmm. their service yeah. offerings, their opening, everything correlates to the location page for that mm -hmm. for that uh, location as well. And, and again, that can get overwhelming for just a franchisee to make sure those things are consistent and everything is working the way it should. So that's the, that's the actual listings themselves needs to be ideal scenario needs to be owned by corporate. Once you start scaling up and you have a lot, you got to go to an agency partner that you can trust to really help. Yeah. You Cause the corporate, you know, unless they're willing to build out their team quite a bit, they won't have the necessarily the resources to manage the sheer number you'd have. So they got to have a partner in doing it. For sure. Well, and, and yeah, absolutely. And if, if you wanted to, basically, you'd have to, you know, instead of hiring $150,000 worth of salaries, you could pay an agency about half yeah. that to, you know, to, to make that happen for you. And then uh, on the review side, so that's an interesting one, because you're right, what you don't want is for to have a review go up and a basic corporate response comes in of, you know, so sorry, please contact yeah, right. us. At, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you actually do want some local flair there. Um, I think it's really important to set up, and there's plenty of them that any agency can get their hands on, uh, or, or any or any multi-location, just corporate group or franchise group can too, to monitor the reviews mm -hmm. that are coming in. And typically what our methods are is if somebody leaves a five-star, they said they really loved it, we put up something that's reasonably generic just to get on there and say, thank yeah. you so much, can't wait to see it. But if you get somebody goes under a three star or they have a particular complaint, that's when you have to engage that local franchisee owner to understand what happened. Is it defamatory? Is it true? What, you know, what's going on? So you have to engage yeah. at that local level at that point and get a localized response. Now, that localized response and how it gets facilitated can still be through the through franchisor or through the agency partner but it does need to have a local flair. That's where the franchisee has to be. Yeah, let me ask you a question then in, in reviews. So what happens, and, and I ask this because um, recently I saw, you know, like I needed, I had a cracked windshield and I wanted to get a windshield replaced on a Saturday. And I figured Safelite Autoglass, which I know is a franchise, would be able to do it, okay? Sure enough, they could have, um, but I saw their reviews. Yeah, and it was a 2.7 rating for here in Murfreesboro for the local franchise with 100 reviews. So I waited till Monday and went with a different company. What is a, when that kind of a situation happens and they're, because the, if they're following the mentions and stuff and monitoring it, somebody at the corporate's got to know that that franchise is tanking, you know? So what does corporate, you know, or as your management team, whatever, do with a franchise because this could be any location it could be your general manager that's letting it how do they try to rectify that from a marketing standpoint because it's like you know hey <laughs> you know so like individual situations that can come up because the franchise is poorly run but the corporate still you know if they're taking the responsibility on of we manage these things how are they going to try to rectify that you, you know i'm curious you know what your thoughts are yeah so uh I, I've said this to many, many a potential uh, client and existing one. Uh, advertising cannot make up for poor service. Yeah. Um, it simply can't. You, you cannot market. You can come up with all kinds of schemes to say, well, I'm going to 
create a new page and it's going to be and the yeah. first thing they're going to see on Google is this new page. And I'm going to, oh, I'm going to respond to these reviews. I'm going to flag them. You can do all those things. And there's a variety of things you can try, but if the service is bad, then the service is bad. Period. <laughs> you know, the, the, the capitalism will prevail yeah. in that scenario. People will make the choice that they want to make. So generally speaking, a, a franchisor is, is very on top of that type of scenario and would, and would understand, okay, we either need to try to, uh, look at ways to maybe buy out that franchisee and get that location uh, moving in the right direction uh, or, or maybe encourage that location to be shut down. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it can go one of two ways there, but they certainly don't want to have, like you described, uh, a location that is losing business because the service has been. Yeah. Down. And the thing is, is it can hurt the overall brand, you know, reputation too, you know, because, and, and it's not necessarily, you know, SafeLight, I'm sure, has, as you know, a large number of locations. So one might not hurt it, but if you had this going on consistently, you know, with uh, even a small number, you know, it can, you know, I say, hurt the brand as a whole, you know, and no amount of advertising in their TV commercials that you see and, and whatnot is going to be able to rectify that. Right. You know, let's talk, um, you know, so... You know, so far you're like basically in favor of centralization. You want, you know, corporate should be, you know, running it to, you know, franchisees or general managers, whatever it might be, you know, because it might not be a franchise business, but they have a lot of locations. They should have a say in kind of things, you know, that are going on to be able to make suggestions. Corporate should really be running things. Things like reviews hopefully are handled more on a local level, depending on what it is. So there's, you know, if it needs to be kind of elevated. Um, you know, so what do you do on like budget allocation though, you know, so if you're talking about how do we spend the money, you know, that we have and you know, it's not, you know, depending on the amount of franchises, you know, you're going to have, there's going to be different levels of budget, you know, or spend that's going to be necessary, but let's just talk about how you allocate because, you know, you've got um, the overall brand, you know, and in the case of franchisees, a lot of times they have to pay into the marketing budgets and stuff. So you have that overall, <laughs> and then you also have what you might have to do on a local level. So what should that look like? Yeah, so a lot, a lot of brands, um, they the franchisees contribute to a national ad fund. Um, that national ad fund can go for a, a variety of things, but generally speaking, the the VP of marketing or the chief marketing officer, whomever it may be. Uh, gets together a group of vendors and, and they come up with a, a, a media plan that they feel is going to be best for the, the whole network, as well as uh, going to be best for their branding and, and general brand awareness mm -hmm. as well. So there's that. Typically, then the franchisee themselves in their location want to be spending more money at a location level besides just what the corporate kind of you know, structure yeah. is. So let's say that corporate is hypothetically corporate spending a million dollars a year on advertising, but they've got 500 locations. Well, it would make sense. The franchisees in those locations are going to get some branding. They're going to get some advertising, but it's not going to be specifically tailored to their local market. Yeah. So really, just like you said, how would you come up then with a, you know, a, a, a dollar figure for that franchisee? You would go and, and do your market analysis for what, you know, what uh, what that location can handle. You want to know 
You want to know, obviously, some simple just marketing 101 stuff. You want to know where their target demographic is. You want to know what services are the most profitable for them. You want to know, or it could be in the case of like food, like what, which items are the most profitable. You want to get a good understanding of that. How do they service these customers once they come in, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can understand and look at it and say, okay, there's this, there's this many people in your marketplace the following advertising channels are going to be what's best to maximize your growth in that area. Therefore, we're going to recommend you spend a budget of X to X because if you spend that budget in this location, we have a reasonable expectation of the following results that we're going to drive this amount yeah. of revenue to your location. Yeah. So doing them, you know, and really your budget's going to be, you know, vary depending on the market size too. Um, would right. there be any like, potential variance between locations. So you mentioned Massage Envy earlier and you know gave the example of like Chicago. Well, what if you have multiple stores in that same market? Because, you know, would they be potentially pooling resources or would they be, you know, still individually doing it? Because they could be, you know, say, I go back to Subway because, you know, for years they had this uh, problem of putting stores cl too close together. Yeah. And so just thinking along those lines of, you know, do they spend the same kind of money? Like say a larger market, definitely, but you know, you might not be the only franchisee. Once you get a certain amount of density inside of a particular market, generally what is encouraged at that point is to function as a region or function as a cooperative, mm. right? So, so that the, so that the franchisees can pool their resources together and market as a group. Um, you get more, you get more budget that way and you get more just ability to, you know, maybe engage in some different media channels to drive the overall, you know, results for the group. Um, so that, that happens a lot um, in the franchising space and that, but again, you got to get to a certain point of, you know, kind of saturation to whatever that means yeah. uh, for the particular brand. Um, if you don't have that and everyone's just operating individually, which is also fairly common. Uh, you just have to make very clearly defined uh, location, you know, kind of based marketing. So if this per we, we can't run into our neighbor. So if we've got five miles around a location that we can run advertisements to not hit the five miles that their neighbor gets around them, then that's what you do. You set your radius up, you advertise inside of that space so that you don't compete directly with, you know, the, the person who a good example, since you and I are both here in middle Tennessee, you know, if you had a, 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 lo a location in, uh, uh, you know, Nashville for title boxing club. And then you've got one in Nolansville mm -hmm. and then you've got one in Murfreesboro. Well, you, you, you pocket those around the area and the radius that they have influence on and you run the advertisements there so that you're not trying to run, trying to get people to, Hey, don't go to the Nolansville location, come to the Nashville location. Yeah. Well, those are owned by two separate people. Yeah. So you gotta be really careful about your geographic areas and where you're trying to cover you know, if you had the same owner, sure, you know, between, you know, all the locations, you could overlap them easily on their marketing. But if you don't, you've got to be really careful about how you set programmatic ads or search ads or anything like that, you know, to make sure that you're, you know, how would you end up like, I know that they get individual territories and such. So is that really what you're doing? You know, like as a marketer, you have to know the territory that they're given, the the actual boundaries, and then you try to set the ads to cover specifically that. Yeah, fortunately in the franchise space, that's that's pretty clear. Yeah. Like that's pretty clearly defined. So they they have their 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 market area, their mm -hmm. kind of their market DMA. 
and, and you can run your advertisements in that in that area. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, I would imagine on your end, though, having, you know, since you deal with franchises, having to coordinate, like, every time you, there's a lot of things to go through, you know, so if you had somebody in those kinds of situations, you know, when you're putting together a campaign, or even, like, say, even if a corporate was doing it, they had their own team, there's a lot of pieces that you've got to pay attention to before you can actually launch a campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and you know, it's like anything else. If you, if you, the more experience you have inside of a particular space, the better you're going to do at it. I mean, so when, when we first started out uh, trying to get into the multi-location marketing space and the franchise business marketing space, we had a lot to learn yeah. and we had to, we had to come along with it. But uh, when you get the experience and you, and you understand uh, sort of the, you know, the nuances of, of everything you need to have set and in place and understand it can be, uh, it can be certainly a lot easier and, and a lot more profitable for, you know, for the franchisee or the, or just the, you know, the corporate multi-location team you're working yeah. with. Yeah. A lot of moving parts to this, you know, what would be, so if you were a business and you're, um, you know, you've got multiple locations, what would just be your top level advice on how to deal with it? You know, when you're, you know, because some franchises, especially, you know, or multi-location businesses, when they're younger, they don't have as many locations. And then, you know, they start to get a few more. So they might not be doing this, you know, that kind of, you know, national advertising or anything, you know, or even just regional, because there's a lot of regional, you know, businesses too. Um, what would be your top level advice of, hey, if you're going to approach this, make sure you do X, Y, Z? So I would, I, yeah, that's a great question because we see that a lot. We see that happen a lot where you have an emerging brand and maybe they rely upon an internal team at first. They don't set a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. You know, there, yeah. there's not a lot of structure in place. Then all of a sudden they go from emerging to to a brand that's that's no longer in the emerging space. And, and they run into a lot of headaches because they have to restructure everything that they were doing and the franchisees may not be happy. And, you know, there's a lot to it with that. So what I would encourage is uh, at the at the corporate level, from the beginning of when you're going to start your business, you should do the same things that any entrepreneur does. And that is go seek advice, yeah. uh, seek help, seek advice, because the people who've done it for years, the people who know what they're doing, these are the folks that can help you avoid those pitfalls and say, Hey, right from the beginning, mm-hmm. here's the structure you need to set up. You know, I know it may not make sense now, or you may not think it makes sense now, but here's the structure. You set this structure up that way, as you grow, as you scale this structure and this process scales with you. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, this has been a great conversation, Trevor. Thank you for being on the show. Um, you know, how would people get a hold of local search masters and, you know, if they want to do business with you? No problem. So just I dropped the the local search master's name of. A few oh, you just go back. by LSM, huh? Just by LSM okay. nowadays, yeah. Uh, and, and mainly that is because we, you know, we're a full service agency, yeah. so we do full. full I was kind of curious full, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was the name we came up with at the beginning because uh, that obviously in 2006, 2007, eight, that was a very new yeah. thing, and to say that was important. Um, but yeah, so. To get in touch with LSM, you want to visit our site, go to www.lsm.works, lsm.works, and you can get to know how we can work for you. Uh, We've got all our contact info there. Obviously, you can check us out on LinkedIn as well. We've got an LSM page. Uh, You can also check out 
uh, the podcast that we do here as well, uh, Franchise or Bust, that deals in the world of franchising and, and marketing efforts, et cetera, uh, similar to what we've been talking about today, Cash. So those are the best ways to, to, to talk to LSM. And we obviously would appreciate uh, the opportunity to be with you, appreciate the opportunity to get some of our, our story out there and our knowledge out there. And, uh, you know, we're ready to talk to all comers. So anybody listening, feel free to look us up. Yeah. Okay, so I'm the host, uh, Cash Miller, Marketing Master, CEO of Titan Digital. We've been talking about how you market multi-location businesses, especially franchises, you know, because there's a lot that goes on, you know, keep it at the corporate level for the most part, you know, because if you don't, all hell can break loose, honestly, you know, with what uh, your franchisees or your general managers, whatever it may be, uh, what they might want to do, you know, if you're not paying attention. So thank you for tuning in.